This is Mouth Media Network, covering the business of lifestyle. This is Peter Coleman, the announcer for Funny People Talking. I have the greatest job in the world, because no matter how terrible I am, I still look about a bajillion times better than the hosts on this show. Right now, I look fantastic, because this is Funny People Talking. Hey everybody, and welcome to Funny People Talking. I am, of course, your host, Mark Rako, and I'm joined, as always, by my very good friend, an excellent co-host, and, <laughs> and, and tremendous person, and and talented uh, person. Elsa, no, it's oh. Danielle. Oh, it's Danielle. <laughs> Hi, hey, Danielle. Mark. Thanks. I was just milking that. I was going to have you keep going. As soon going. as I thought you were positive <laughs> I was talking about you, I felt I needed to just take that co- comedic fear left a little bit. So yeah. but anyway, hi, welcome to the show. Thank you. Well, you know what, Mark? Yes. Let's welcome you to the show. Aw. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you. You're welcome. Me too. Great. Um, And welcome to, uh, I don't know why I'm welcoming her. Uh, I would like to acknowledge our producer, Elsie, who's in the room with us as usual. Yeah. Hi, Elsie. Hi. Thank you for that contribution. And we are joined today by a really tremendous well, i'll leave it up to you when you listen but i'm pretty confident that i can put it out there that she's hilarious she's a great comedian she's a great writer she's a great producer and uh and a really interesting human mm-hmm. her name is sam jones and she's here with us in the studio hi sam hello can't, thank you for having me yeah yeah we're glad you're here great i can't wait to get into your story and talk about comedy and how weird the world is through our collective lenses and we'll do that in a moment coming up on this show, as usual, Danielle's nerd tip. And I want to talk about cartoons, comics, Comic Con, and furries. Ooh. And we're going to, uh, Danielle and I in particular, are going to talk about the new Star Trek series. Um, and I, I need, speaking of Star Trek, I need to talk to talk about a couple of very interesting things that I happen to have that I think will excite Danielle's yes. Star Trek taste. Tell me about them. We're also going to do a round. I'm coming to that later. Oh, okay, okay. I say I'm Not so excited. Now. No, I'm just so I, I'm excited. I'm baiting, I'm baiting you. Okay. Uh, we're also going to play a round of a really fun improv game called The eh, News. And uh, we'll get to that in a moment. Plus, all about Sam and everything she's about. Uh, that's right after Danielle's nerd tip of the week. All right. Well, my nerd tip, I cannot believe that you said that we're talking about Star Trek because my nerd tip is about such. So, guys, let me tell you this. Two shows were pitched to CBS in 1965. One of them was Mission Impossible, and the other was a quirky sci-fi idea by Gene Roddenberry. So, what show is that? Star Dun-na. Trek. Yeah, exactly. So when uh, when the longtime network CBS it said no to Star Trek, Gene Roddenberry took it to NBC. So, but who was with CBS at the time? Hmm, none other than Miss Lucille Ball. Wow, so, Desilu Productions. Yes. So Lucy, this is also funny. Lucy initially thought that Star Trek was about a group of traveling USO performers, like <laughs> singing through space. I don't know. But okay, so she finally That's realized. That's green like that. I know. Oh my God, right? And she's like, oh, the singers in space. Funny. You know what um, she said when she found out that's not what it was? 
What'd she say? Uh, yeah, there it is. That's good. Um, but anyway, she finally realized it wasn't. And um, she actually overruled her board of directors to make sure that this episode was produced. That's because right. she what happened, for it. she fought for it. Because what happened was NBC rejected the initial pilot in 1965. Mm-hmm. Um, and anyway, CBS ended up picking it up. And Star Trek made it to the mm. fall 1966 schedule. And they, they, they say, they mm-hmm. say, if it were not for Lucy, there would be no Star Trek today. That was, that's a quote from Can you believe Ed that? Hawley, the, um, the studio executive By the of way, Desi you, uh, let me test your Star Trek nerd knowledge. Oh, God. Okay. Is it a quote? I'm bad at no. quotes. Okay. Do you know who played the captain of the original, the original captain of the Enterprise? Uh, on the original, stop looking through your notes. I don't have notes. <laughs> Wait, you're talking like pre Shatner. There was someone. Yeah, there was the original. Have you ever seen the original uh, uh, pilot of Star Trek? Which is is it called the Cages? The Cage, yeah. The Cage. No, who was it? So do you know who the what the captain's name was? Because he comes up a lot in later Star Trek lore. And I apologize for everyone who's listening who doesn't give a crap about Star Trek. Then listen to another podcast because we're going to talk about Star Trek sometimes. Um, It's it's not okay. – oh, God. It's, I just got It's Star Captain Wars. Christopher Pike, right? And he, he appears in the Star Trek – recent Star Trek movies mm-hmm. and in and, and, and other Star Trek series and so forth. He was played by an actor called Jeffrey Hunter who actually at the time was a really big well-known actor. And then he didn't get continued and they got rid of him. And do you know who played the this? If you don't know this, this will interest you. Do you know who played the person known as number one on that original uh, uh, pilot? No. Well, then they got cut, right? Not that exactly. actor. Not exactly. Did they got they got moved around? Moved around. It was, was uh, Majel Barrett who played Nurse Chapel and is the voice of the computers in most of the Star Trek series. That is crazy. Mm-hmm. When I, every because I was born when I was born, when I think of number one, I think of Riker. Mm-hmm. So my brain just right. exploded. She's more Spock than Spock in that in that in that particular episode. She's supposed to be the logical one. That's cool. Sam, I, want, I bet you didn't see this conversation coming. Wow, you guys are fucking nerds. I know. We right? are. Totally I want I want that hashtag more Spock than Spock. I just realized That's I'm eating cool. chocolate while I'm talking here, and I'm really sorry, everybody. <laughs> I just realized I'm doing that and not even realizing. It's not even I'm just like end- talking, talking Star Trek and eating chocolate. It's not this end of like, show food yet, Mark. It's not. We will have end of show food. All right. Though. Well, that I I I, per- I don't know if anyone else did. I personally enjoyed that that nerd tip, and uh, I, I hope you're still listening. If you are, I promise you, we have a fantastic <laughs> show ahead. We do. I can't promise there's no more Star Trek because I did sort of tease there was, but. I promise it'll be just a short part of the show. Until then, Daniel, why don't you tell me to start the show? Mark? Yeah. You should start the show. That's a really good idea. Let's go. Let's go. From the Mouth Media Network Studios in New York City, and from the same people who brought you Monkey Radio with Mark, this is Funny People Talking with Mark Rako, Danielle Beckman, and Elsie. All right, everybody. Uh, glad you're here with us on Funny People Talking. Again, we're here with Sam Jones, comedian extraordinaire. And um, 
happy you're here, Sam, really. Thanks, I'm happy to be here. Um, so we're nerds, apparently. <laughs> um, but in a which, good way, which, in a good way. Do you know what's funny, though? Sam likes it. She's As, okay with good. it. As, I actually don't consider myself a nerd, but I realize I exhibit nerd behavior. But one thing that I think an enormous amount of the nerd population enjoy are um, uh, comics and graphic novels and, and things like that. And although I read comics when I was a kid and I appreciate them, they're not something I buy or pay attention to at all. So um, – and, and I've never I've never been to Comic-Con, although I'm starting to increasingly feel like I would enjoy going. One it's of, a sight. You I, should go. I, well, it's funny you mention that because that's part of what I want to go see. Mm-hmm. And it's all got generated by a time that I was at a an E – what was it? A commerce conference in Atlanta. Mm. And I came down out of the elevator from my hotel room to go to the conference center. And I encountered many human-sized furry animals. Mm, yeah. Which, of course, were actual humans in animal costumes. Furries. There was the a furries. furry convention in furry Atlanta convention. at the same time. Wow. And my hotel was absolutely crawling with them crawling with, fl- with with furries, furries. crawling with it furries. was so interesting it made me wonder and i don't want to question anyone else else's life uh life choices per se so i i kind of want to put it out to the the gallery here in the room and i find this so interesting that there are that many people all right i'll, I'll give you an example a slight segue think about something like the porn industry you know how many freaking videos there are just out of the U.S. alone? I, I mean, I don't know how many, but the enormous number of people who are acting professionally or amateurly in porn movies. What percentage of our population has done a porn movie? Probably a higher percent than we think based on the amount of material that there is out there. Who knew this is such a large part? So how many of these furry people are there? There's really that many people in the U.S. alone that wants to do this, I don't understand it at all. People are trying to escape the reality is of, that what it of, is? of life. Yeah, because I don't want to be human not? anymore. I want to be a squirrel. Or why not let your freak flag fly? Let your, your furry you know, freak flag, flag fly. fly. Flurry, furry. <laughs> I know. It's a tongue twister. I know, right? Your furry fleek flag. Never mind. But yeah. That's interesting. No, it's, I never it's thought true. about It's true. There are niches. I, I mean, I got to say, like, at night sometimes before I go to bed, I watch nail tutorial videos because I love watching people put nail polish on a nail because it's soothing to me. There are all these – what I'm trying to say is there are all these, like, subcultures of things yeah. and, and things that we that we don't know about. And now that social media is so readily available, we can connect to the like-minded freak flaggers and just go, you know? So – Furries for everyone. They no. even, oh sorry. Go ahead. They even have you are a the YouTube guest. You never apologize for saying something sorry. on this show. Okay, sorry, sorry. <laughs> um, they have this a whole subculture of people. Usually, it's women, and they talk like this. <sighs> Today, I'm gonna unwrap. It's called like QSR oh, or there's like videos on YouTube yeah, yeah. of this. It's like a thing. <sighs> yeah, it's like guys or women or whoever. It's very relaxing. But like I think some people beat off to it. Yeah, probably. but it's like it's like what's the name of that? It's like QSR or I, I don't know. I, ASR. It's like 
something, something, something. It's sensory, something sensory, auditorial sensory. I don't know. You know, it's interesting you say this because it makes me think. I was like, oh, okay, what do I do that's weird? Not weird, excuse me, but different like that or specific like that. And and I must say that I'm guilty of watching. Um, well, I used to watch videos of car crashes all the time. Whoa! Like there, I didn't see that coming. Co- constantly. Ask my fiance constantly. And I realized later, it's not that I stopped out of guilt. I just stopped because I guess I was full. Mm-hmm. But I thought about it later. I'm like, honestly, I'm kind of giving my joys out of watching the perils and tragedies of other people. Yeah. How messed up is that? That somehow, but somehow I'm, I guess I'm getting, quote, pleasure out of it because it's. I don't know. Well, it dis- disengages it, me. Well, people listen to like murder podcasts and stuff. Does it mean they want to go murder someone? Maybe they do. Yeah. I don't know. But I you mean, know, it's a fascination with something. Something. Yeah, so the, if you're going, whoa, these two cars are impacting. What does that look like? What does that? Well, mean? there is a difference though, because good God, Danielle, no one's actually being murdered on the podcast as we listen to it necessarily. Yeah, I guess you're right. Okay, so you're watching real car crashes, not like stunt things. Yeah, there's not okay, like okay, okay. Well, if you think about it, people watch porn, right? Like I like interracial Mormon tween gangbangs, teen, teen. And I don't really want that to happen in real life. That's just the weird, sick porn that I'm into. Also, I like shark. I I Google shark attacks Mm -hmm. and I watch like shark. I'm fascinated with sharks and shark attacks. And then sometimes I'll be like, am I sick? But it's okay if we're a little fucked up in the head sometimes, as long as we're not fucked up in the heart. I wonder if if that's our way of I, I really wonder what, like, the this is getting a little deep all of a sudden on this funny people talking show, but yeah, I, it's, I wonder, it's, we're deep here. We're deep. I wonder yeah. what it is psychologically. I'm sure someone can actually explain it, like, clinically, like, why we choose to do things like that, why it entertains us. You know, I wonder if it relates to, like, why we love seeing famous people fail. A lot of people love yeah, to I see. Know celebrities fail because for some reason it equates it makes you feel uh, like you're at a closer level to where they are like oh even they fail you mean like it say like you know like when brangelina broke up stuff like that i well that well that was just about seeing two beautiful people available again but but uh, (laughs) there you go see look at you rose colored glasses but like (laughs) no that's elsie she's got the I know Elsie's wearing these these great glasses today in the studio. Elsie's like, cool as fuck. She look at her, isn't she? Yeah, I know. It's, she's just she, chilling. She looks like if um, Janis Joplin and John Lennon had a baby. No, I feel like because Janis Joplin and like like a model or something like a Muppet. Like, no, what's the girl's <laughs> name? Um, Kate Moss. If Kate Moss and Janis hey, Joplin got to if had a love child, nice. How about that? Huh? Can you live with that? I can live with that. All right. Yeah, she'll. Well, you have to. I, I will, because we want you to be here. Um, you know, yeah. The, what I was going to say about the famous people failing or whatever is that there's something there. There, we're all like longing for like a closeness to something, right? So when we see a celebrity, if we've seen their face over and over and over again, we feel like they're our friend or whatever. Yeah. And they they've been I given. Think some a people thing. really. Do they've been given success. They've been given whatever. I personally don't don't get happy when like, you know, a tragedy happens to a famous person. Um, For me, it can be sometimes more like I can tend to get discouraged when a friend of mine, um, 
books a big acting job or when a friend of mine does something like that. And I go, oh, what's up with that? And I, I love what you said, Sam, when you're like, if my there if there are like some mess of things in my head, but like, where's my heart? Right. That's the difference. Totally. And so where's my heart? It's like a heart check. Yep, exactly. And it's and it's for me, I feel the same way as you do. I have friends who are getting so much press and my last press came out two years ago. I'm like recycling an old Hollywood Reporter article. It's getting old. I'm like totally embarrassed <laughs> to do it. But I get jealous and then I'm like, okay, so if we – so we're allowed to feel these things. We're human, right? Like we can't beat ourselves up for feeling it. Then we start feeling shame if we try to like mm -hmm. cover it up. So it's it's okay. I feel this. I'm not really going to hold on and attach the emotion to it. I'm just going to let it go. I'm going to feel this and I'm just going to let it go. And then it goes and then, yeah, like I'll eventually be like, wow, that's a great – Great, good for you. I'm just gonna work harder. I, I'm not. I'm not there yet. There's something. Ten thousand hours. Ten thousand hours. You know, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. But yeah, it's normal that we feel jealous. It's normal when I see a girl who is who used to be chunky and now she's skinnier than me, and I'm like, I get jealous. It's right. how, that's the first thing I do. I'm like that bitch. What diet right. pill is she on? And that, but it's weird, right? Because the thing that I think that like. I'm like just recently learning to harness this is going, okay, and let's just take that for example. Like she just lost all this weight. She looks amazing. And then I'm like, okay, you know what? If that is her story and that's possible for her, it has to be possible for me too. Right. So boom shakalaka. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's like but, – but it's like you have to force yourself into that. And in somewhere like New York City – you really have to be like the your own cheerleader in absolutely, that way. Absolutely. And so isn't this yeah. all part a little bit of why a lot of reality TV shows are 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 successful and why they attract people is because reality TV shows are not interesting if everyone is in bliss all the time. It's interesting oh, because of yeah. the because of the you know the the moments you start hearing the reverse symbols happen and you know that there's a moment about to happen and then the big boom happens and the, <laughs> you know and you're like ooh you so know, like because of the honey ending. boo boo yeah. you know I know whatever. I know <laughs> um, I will confess I have I have watched some Mama June and some Honey Boo Boo I can't help it I'm addicted um, well my my nickname growing up was Boo Boo D. Oh. And so when Honey Boo Boo came out, I was like, well, okay. Okay. She stole my name. I didn't trademark her properly. I know. <laughs> Boo Boo D. Where did you Where grow up? I grew up in San Diego, oh, California. Cool. Yeah, but Go I've been Padres. in New York 10 years. Go Padres. Yes. I like baseball. <laughs> uh, okay, so let's uh, switch it up a little bit. And before we uh, we end this segment, uh, I know that uh, Sam is – is is not particularly despite her great comedic chops uh, not i would say improv is not one of the things that that you 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 feel the most confident about oh, i absolutely feel zero confidence with it so let's pl <laughs> let's play some improv let's, let's do it <laughs> um, let's do it i would like to do a fun game that we created called the eh, news and uh basically the idea is that you um you have a news report about something that really is not newsworthy in any way, mm -hmm. but you report on it as a live breaking news story as if it is the biggest news 
in the world. So one person will be in the studio and throw it to the other person as a field reporter uh, based on a suggestion that we give them and then they take it away and create the most unbelievable news story, uh, sometimes with a back and forth with the person in the studio. So how about uh, two of us will do it and then the other two will do it. Um, so, uh, I would love to do it with, um, how about Elsie, you and I started off, um, you you can be in the studio and I'll be out in the field. Is that cool? Sure. You know how this goes, right? No. Really? (laughs) I love this woman. Producer? I know. No. As a producer, you don't know how this game goes. I, no. Oh, all right. Oh, I thought... Danielle's okay. new, and I feel confident. Uh, you know, I'm going to stick with this. I'm going to stick with Elsie. We've done this before. Have we done this before? A year ago. Oh, really? Yeah. All right. How about Danielle and I demonstrate Elsie, producer of the and show? And then we'll do one after you and guys show it. No way. You'll do one with Sam. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Sorry, Sam. <laughs> we don't have enough time on the show for everybody to have a go at it, Elsie. You're just going to stand by and cheerlead? Okay, Elsie. Okay, you better laugh loud. All right, Elsie. All right, so we're going to demonstrate, and then we'll do one with you. Okay. Uh, you want to be in the field or in the in the studio? Um, In the field. Okay. So, Elsie, why don't you come up with a suggestion? Give us an activity. <laughs> Elsie doesn't want to play, and she comes up with moshing. All right, here we go. Um, moshing it is. From the uh, FPT Studios, this is breaking news. A uh, very substantial moshing incident in Washington Heights. Uh, Apparently, there's been a big moshing incident uh, where moshing has occurred. Uh, We have Daniel Beckman out in the field on location live from Washington Heights. Uh, uh, Daniel, can you hear us? Oh, oh, sorry. Forgot to push the button. Danielle, can you oh, hear us? Oh, hello. Oh, oh, hi there, Mark. Excellent. Uh, so, Danielle, uh, what can you tell us about the moshing incident in, in Washington Heights? First of all, I'd like to ask you, has there been moshing? There has been moshing, Mark. And let me tell you, uh, I am here at the Senior Center in Washington Heights, and I am here with 80 80-year-olds. Yes, that's right. You heard it wow. here. They have decided to put on some uh, really heavy-duty music. Can you even hear me? The music is blasting. Can you hear me? What's that, Daniel? Great. Okay. So listen, Mark, I got to tell you, this is the Senior Center Blue Plate Special. They're moshing. They're going for it. We have some grandmas in the ring. We have some grandpas outside. Some people are knitting. Knitting needles going everywhere. It's getting a little crazy. I love the energy. I love what I'm seeing. Unity in Washington Heights here. Uh, Daniel, let me ask you. First yes. thing is, do any of the 80, 80-year-olds understand what moshing is? I'm sorry. Yes, uh, Mark. Yes, they do. Oh, um, just oh dear. One moment. Um, oh no, Miss Miss Thelma Jones just fell. I'm gonna have to get back to you here. Oh God, there's blood. There's blood. Um, she's she fell on the knitting needle. Okay, the moshing continues though. The moshing is continuing. You know what, uh, Mark? We're gonna we're gonna have to get back to you. And let me tell you, they they sure do understand what moshing is. Back to you. Is this the right. camera, honey? Yes. Yeah, um, uh, Miss Miss Jones, Miss uh, Jones. Yeah, um, you keep saying moshing. Um, am I moshing this right? Yeah, you are. But but my but 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 uh, sweetheart, you're about to bleed out, my dear. So well, l- let's get you over here. Okay, let's get okay, you a seat. Okay. All right. All right. We're good. We're good. 
Oh, good. She's, here is the potato. See, she's okay. No, no se- severe damage here. She sounds like she's back to her old self. All right, Danielle Beckman in the field in Washington Heights with some parent moshing with 80, 80 year olds. Thank you so much. Oh, wait. Uh, we go back to Washington Heights. Danielle apparently has a last minute breaking update from the moshing in Washington Heights. What's going on, Danielle? Mark, it's crazy. It's things have broken out here. We're calling it. Washington Heights now. That's the new name. People have broken out their walkers. They're dancing on top of each other's heads. There are bald heads slipping and sliding every which way. The music is thumping. Mark, I, I, I don't know. P- cut and print. Washington Heights. All right. Daniel Beckman out in the field with Washington uh, Heights. And uh, I hope that uh, Mrs., Mrs. Jones feels better or at least survives. That's it here at uh, FPT News. I, I got to remember it's hard, <laughs> hard to think of that acronym right off the top like that. FPT F- News, and back to your regularly scheduled programming: uh, Two Women and a Grown Up. Be right back. <laughs> Danielle, excellently done. You get a ten. Yeah. It is out of 11, but it's still a 10. Thank you so Congratulations, much. Congratulations, and thanks for piping in there, Sam. Okay, now, Sam, you and I are going to play, and uh, we I mean, may or may... that's a tough act to follow. There's no reason you have to compete. Okay. Um, uh, Collaboration, would, not competition. So I will give you the opportunity to decide. Okay. You may either be in the studio or you may be in the field. Which would you prefer? Um, I'd rather be in the field. Okay, great. All right, so uh, let's throw it to you, Danielle. Yeah. Uh, give us a suggestion, an animal. Oh, man, I had an inanimate object. Oh, well. Um, I'll give you well, an animal. Well, if the animal. animal's dead, I guess it could be. Oh, well, no. Yeah. <laughs> okay, um, I'm going to give you an, an animal. Um, it's a wombat. A wombat. So we're going to have a story about a wombat, um, and here we go. Breaking news here on FPT Television, FPT News, that is. Uh, I'm so sorry. I just came back from my other job hosting <laughs> movies on late night. We were pre-recording. I still think I'm on TV. Now I'm on the news. <laughs> anyway, uh, we have a breaking story uh, from the middle of the Hudson River on the Staten Island Ferry. Uh, we are standing by with our reporter in the field, live coverage from the Staten Island Ferry. Uh, Sam Jones is covering an apparent wombat attack on the Staten Island Ferry. Uh, Sam, uh, can you hear us and what do you have to report? Yeah, I can hear you. This is really nerve wracking. I don't know what's worse, the wombat attack or the smell of Staten Island. I don't know if I'm going to be able to get this out of my clothes. Um, yeah, so we were on the ferry and the wombat just... <laughs> oh, my God. Did you see? Stop! We're gonna have. Wait, we're having technical. It's in my hair. It's it's in my hair. Okay, okay. Um. Are you okay, Sam? Are I, you I don't okay? know. I, I'm not moving. What, I'm what's not, happening? They're with getting the wombat. it out. It's the wombat okay, is in out. your hair. It, it, it was. Now it's not. Can you describe the wombat? Uh, the wombat. He was dark. It was dark. Yeah, it looked like a kangaroo with wings. <laughs> Uh, Sam, let me ask you, where are people suspecting this wombat or wombats may have come from? They think that it came from the Trump Towers. Okay, That's that, what I'm hearing. That does make sense. What's your name again? Mar- oh, you, are you playing Mark? Mar- Mark? I'm, I'm not playing Mark. I am Mark. This is, I play, I play, 
I play Mark on the, on the movie show that I host. But on the news, I'm actually Mark. Uh, that's right, Mark. Um, we think it came from the Trump Towers. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know what's going. It looks uh, things are dying down now, and someone looks like they're jumping overboard. I think they dropped something. Okay. The, yeah. um, uh, I don't think you should go after them. No. Um, not because of your safety, but it, it might just cut out our feed. So uh, let, let me ask you, Sam. Uh, wombat. The. Uh, what exactly is a wombat? Have have you done any research on that so far while you you've been on the on the on the ferry? Well, uh, yes, this wombat has wings. Even though a wombat's not supposed to have wings, it kind of looked a li- little bit like a cross between a chipmunk and a bear. Okay, so a wombat is not a bat or a womp. No, I assumed that it was a bat. That's what. So how did it fly into? <laughs> I don't even understand. Maybe it's not flying as much as hurling itself (laughs) through the air, kind of getting a running start and then hurling itself. I think these are mutated wombats because of global warming. Well, they're in Trump Tower. Yeah, I feel like they have wings. Got it. Okay. Uh, Well, I'm I'm sorry to hear. Is the wombat still in your hair? No, the wombat's not in my hair. Okay. They got it out. Um, out. Did it leave any? residual wombat nests I, in your you know, hair. It, it feels a little wet and, and like slimy. I don't know what this is. I'm I'm I don't I don't know how far I can go with the dirtiness, but I don't know what this is well, in my hair. I, I don't think it was really up to you as to how dirty it was. That sounds like that was a wombat decision. Yeah, that was Wombat's decision. So, okay. Turns out wombats aren't bats at all. No, they're not. Uh they are Trumps. No. Yeah. Uh, uh okay, thank you very much. Sam Jones out in the field. I hope everything works out both with you, the wombats, and the Staten Island Ferry. Good luck to you. Thank you, sir. And that's it for this breaking news on FPT Television. Uh, I'm done, and I'm walking over to the other studio to continue my other job. We'll be right back with Captain Alistair and the 15 Skeletons from 1953, starring Martin Landau. We'll be right back. We'll be back. I thought a wombat was a bat. I know. I did, too. I, I'm sorry, you I, guys. I should have chosen like King. Why would they call a wombat? Never a bat? question your improv <laughs> you know decisions. You know why? Because it's Australia. Oh, if we had They're known that down fact, under, so they think that would have changed this crazy. immensely. If we had bo- all been aware of the Australian <laughs> thing, there's so many things we could have done. Yeah, I, I had no idea what that was, so I was like wombat. I just thought big giant bat. Oh, my gosh. That's awesome. Oh, it appears we have more of a report from Sam out in the field. Oh, yeah. Uh, we have learned that apparently one of the Womets has gone down under the Staten Island Ferry. Sam, do you have anything to report? Um, um, No. Okay, Sam Jones in the field <laughs> on the Hudson River. Thank you so much. And that is how we do the eh, news. <laughs> thank you very much and thank you for diving in sam well done why not wombats all right i bet when you woke up this morning you never imagined you'd be talking about whatever a wombat may or may not have left in your hair you're absolutely right i also didn't think i was gonna see a grown-ass man taking a shit in the middle of Times square in front of everyone that was today, today. Will- he wasn't he wa- <laughs> don't feel bad because he wasn't homeless he didn't have a problem he was a tourist 
and he had children with him and he pulled over to the side next to those bleachers. I was walking by and he made a duty, pulled down his pants and made a duty on the side of the street in front of everybody. Now, let me ask you something. Because I I have seen homeless people do that in yes, Times Square. However, I have not heard of this. So, this guy was not homeless. I, I don't think. I, well, I'm interested. You you said two things. You mm-hmm. said he's not homeless and he didn't have a problem. But my, my question for you, mildly seriously, <laughs> is, is it seems to me that there is one of three possible problems at play here. Mm-hmm. One is possible mental issues mm-hmm. or decision-making issues. One other problem is perhaps something he may have chosen to eat earlier in the day that didn't work out, such as a dirty water hot dog. Exactly. Uh, and or he um, he 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 may also j- just have some some sort of gastrointestinal pattern that's not desirable. I, uh, yeah, but then you got to <clears throat> set yourself up with a diaper. Well, I. I don't know. It was weird. It sounds Maybe like it was really got weird. Lost. It was. I just couldn't. I was trying to process it because if, it, if I, I've seen people who don't have homes do that, but I have not oh. seen somebody who looked like they were. And I'm judging, but just from the outside, he looked like a like a bank middle manager. No, he looked like um, you um, know, like he played tennis. Oh, in his youth. And maybe went to sleepaway camp in China. So the son of a mm. bank vice president. Yeah. Okay. And uh, my question is, how do you know that the woman and children were with him as opposed to just near him? I don't. Ah. But I assume. You put a whole story together in I your head about who this person is. It was because they were all um, of Asian descent. Oh. So And they were all congregating together. So I felt well, cause, that. Because, you know, all Asian people know each other. No, but they were the only. They were the only group. They looked they like were, a family. You yeah, they looked like a family. I know, I know. Or you may have been witnessing the scarring of children that will shape them forever. Exactly. Well, it's obviously shaped Sam forever. So uh, I know it has. It was. <laughs> Is that the first time that. you saw street pooping? No, but that's the first time I saw what I think was someone who was pretty. I think that was an entitlement shit. That's um... oh, that's so interesting. I paid for these streets with my taxes. I can poop on them if I want to. I mean, that is so strange. It was weird. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Um. <laughs> and, now, and now more shit talking with and Mark is like, yeah. And da, 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 no, nah. it's just, I thought we were in heavy with the wombat, but. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, coming up after this, uh, we're going to uh, visit with Sam and find out more about her and what she does. And uh, we've got a little taste so far, so we're going to dive deeper. And then after that, we talk Star Trek and we have end of show food. So all that right after this. Connect with the show at Mouth Media Network or at our website, funnypeopletalking.com. And please, for the love of all that is holy, subscribe to the show and leave us a damn review and a really, really good rating on iTunes. Pretty please? Thank you. It's Funny People Talking, everybody, and one of them is Sam Jones, who's here with us today. Sam, I'm so delighted that you took us up on our invitation to join us on the show. I was looking through different influencers that are comedians, 
And, and then I, I came across you and your very, very funny posts that you put out there. And then I, I went to your website and I was, I was truly taken by the imagery on your website that's very, very inventive and, and different for me. And it was just this person. I'm like, I must know this person. <laughs> um, so what I'd like to start out with, if it's all right, is um, I mean this as a serious question. Mm-hmm. Um, who, who are you? Like, like the essence of Sam Jones, what is that? Are you a, a comedian, an artist? A, um, are you a technician? Are you a writer who gets to perform their own stuff? If you have to choose something, what are you? Um, I like to refer to myself as a professional fluffer. Um, not in porn, but in just reality. I, I do, I do a bunch of different things. Um, I would say comedy writing is one of them. I get paid to create ads, uh, for different brands through the lens of either feminism or humor. Um, but yes, I'm, I think I'm a performance artist who's terrible at improv. <laughs> <laughs> but you had one one more practice today. Just yeah, that much closer. You had a win today. I, I just, tomorrow, oh, Saturday's actually my, my Your final showcase? showcase, my UCB oh, class hey. thing. Yes. I um, I, everybody's like, when is your class? I'm like, November. <laughs> I don't want anybody to because I'm so bad. Full disclosure: This interview was recorded earlier in the year, so yeah, uh, it may not seem to be like November. That's like yeah, that's like eleven months away. Yeah, so by this time, we're so sorry to everyone listening, but you you will have missed Sam's UCB one hundred and one graduation. Yeah, um, it's yeah, but we're you sad. can catch it at lookididit.com. Yeah, so, or so, you could just watch ketchup come out of a ketchup jar bottle and just bottle. laugh. I know it's the same thing as watching me do improv. So, um, do you consider yourself a funny person? Um, I consider myself a very honest person, um, with a very warped sense of humor, like a, almost a pervert, a perverted sense of humor. Mm -hmm. Some call that low hanging fruit. I call that being Jewish. Um, and growing up with a really (laughs) fucked up Larry David type mother. Um, and yeah. So interesting. Larry David type mother. I love that. That's awesome. Uh, so Unpack that a little bit. What, is, what does that mean? Which part of Larry David are you talking about? Every part. She's literally Larry David with a vagina. Uh, just examples of my mother would be I went to sleepaway camp from the time I was six to the time I was 15. And at least five out of those years, five years, um, I would get a call every other summer or something like Hey, Sam, go to the infirmary. Your mom's on the phone. At that time, kids didn't have cell phones, you know? Oh, yeah. So I'd go to the infirmary and pick up the phone. She'd say, I'm stuck in traffic. I'm turning around. I'll come up during the week and take you to the Catskills. And I'm like, Mom, I don't want to be like a tag along with my friend's family, you know? Like, come, come. Sam, I'm going to lose my mind if I'm sitting in the traffic. You know my stepfather's name is Jerry. Jerry and I, we can't do the traffic. We're going to come back during the week when there's no traffic. Anything that was like inv- involved, like going even a little bit out of your way or doing mm, something that might yeah. take a little bit of annoyance, she it was unavoidable. It was know. done. Let me ask you so easily to me as you were describing that, I visualized that mm-hmm. and and I saw it as a scene in in a in a movie or a television show. H- have you thought about or been working on bringing your memories to life at all? Yes. I'm I'm writing right now a comedy series called Indecent Exposure. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and we, there's flashbacks of my childhood and current day with my parents. I can see that. Yeah. I want to be a part of that. I would love you to be a part. I of really that. would want to be a part of that. Cool. Um, that that be, I I I, yeah. I think that goes. Yeah, Danielle saying, gets to I'm be a here. part of it. Yes, for sure. Elsie gets to be a part of it too. That's We're all awesome. part of it. No, seriously. I, like when I hear like just something that's just so evidently, clearly, and immediately a good idea, I'm like, please do that. And how can I be involved? Because you want to be involved with something you know. If it just connects with the right people, it must be. Like if someone told me. That's maybe a weird example. But if someone told me the premise of Wonder Years, I'd be like, absolutely. Mm -hmm. You must do that. That's perfect. Mm. You know, we're going to capture the essence of that time period through the eyes of a kid growing up in it. A hundred percent. Right. I love that uh, your mom's Larry David and she's married to Jerry. (laughs) Yeah. Jerry Seinfeld. That's right. That's right. They couldn't be a more perfect pair. What's wrong with this marriage? He's George Costanza. Oh, that's fun. He's George Costanza, but not as annoying, but as cynical and as, okay. you know, he's he's George Costanza. That's fun. I mean, that's, I grew up watching that show. I love so that So I had so to develop a sense of humor. Like the, my yeah. stepfather's nickname for me was Porky. My oh. Porkala. My Porkala. Not because I was heavy, but because I kept my room like a pigsty. And so he would um. call me, but he didn't realize that when he would say that in front of my friends when I was older that I'm going through puberty and yeah. it's like weird because everyone had an eating disorder back then, you know, yeah. like, and I'm like, you know, that just like increased. Mm-hmm. There, there was so many things, so many yeah. things. I, I find that particularly interesting considering that you're Jewish and that the word pork was in your nickname. Oh, they ate more pork than a Sicilian. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're, they have no regard for holidays, anything that's inconvenient, anything that puts like something. I wonder if Chinese restaurants Reduce their pork order Christmas week because they know on Christmas it's going to be Jewish yeah. people eating largely in the Chinese restaurants that are not going to order as much pork. Well, here's the thing. The Jews that are going to those restaurants and not going to kosher, all-out kosher Chinese restaurants, they're ordering pork anyway. Uh-huh. So I would say the answer is no. There you go. I just want to clarify one thing because a lot of people are like, oh, you're a comedian? Like, I am a comedian. I'm a comedy writer and I do comedic work, but I don't. I very rarely get up and I'll host and I'll MC, but I very rarely get up and do like a more than a five minute set. And yeah. I don't usually do stand up. Do Do you think you could do a stand up set that's less observational and more basically a little tour through? Like your, storytelling. Your storytelling through your growing up. Absolutely. Because but I feel you, like the shit that I would say would probably make people hate me because I would talk about things that people yeah, are uncomfortable. But, but that's how Larry David should be too because right. everything that he talks about should make you hate him. But you love him because he's willing to say it. Yes. And and people always wonder and say, maybe it's an act. Maybe he's not really that way. Although I think Larry David is largely that way. Mm-hmm. Maybe slightly nicer. Mm-hmm. But he's speaking from the heart and saying, yeah, I'm a loser. Yeah, you know, um, uh, you know, and and whereas you're saying, like someone who, okay, I think a good example, and forgive me for bringing her up because I know she's not very popular right now, but Roseanne Barr built a a career out of talking about how awful her life was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she was telling the truth about mm-hmm. her own life most of the time. And and people identify with that because they're like, yeah, my life is messed up too. You're just like me. 
you talk, I'm not, don't misunderstand me. I'm not trying to like persuade you to do something, but um, I, I'm inviting you because I want to hear it to, if you've got something to share, I wouldn't not share it because you're afraid of what people will perceive you to be because, oh. be, and I know you're sharing it by writing the show. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, is, is if you don't think that you would tell it in a live situation because um, I'd get killed. You'd get killed. I think that's the opposite of what would happen. You'd be killed with applause. Okay. Uh, like I'm totally I'm I'm open to it, which is why I'm taking I took UCB 101 improv. Yeah. Um. But like there's stories. I just got up and told a story. My sister married an Indian man off the boat, like Indian gentleman, and my parents weren't too thrilled about that in the beginning. And she had a baby. Now they love her. They love him. Sorry. She had a child, Anjali. I love her. She's my niece. She's two. And then they had another baby, Arjun. And when Arjun was born, it'll be a year in January, um, I was at the house watching Anjali, my niece, with my mom and my stepfather. And like three hours after, like into being there, my mom got a text message from my sister's husband with a picture of the baby. So you guys can't see this because this is radio or podcast, whatever. Um, there was a picture and my mom gasped. <gasps> and my and I was like, and I'm holding my niece. I'm like, what's going on? And so my stepfather's like, well, what's going on? Tell me what's going on. And he walked over and he goes, Jesus Christ. And I was like, what's what wrong? Is the baby retarded? And my stepfather turned around and said, no, it's worse. He's black. And I, I looked at the picture, the yeah. the umbilical cord wrapped around the kid's neck, so he was kind of purple. He looked very, very dark. But th- And I was like, what? And I looked at it, and this is like the mentality. They're not at all, like, I don't want to say they're not at all racist, but like, of course, it, they didn't want their kid to look a certain way. They want their their grandkids to look white. So it was that big of a deal to them. And like, these are the stories I tell. Right. And I'm afraid that someone would be like, well, that's fucked up. But that's just the truth. Like, that's what happened. And if you – the way that I write it and I'm able to really tell that story in a script is funnier than when I do it, I think, in person. It's less polarizing, I think. Right. And you don't – and that's that's the thing about comedian or comedy. You get to curate the way that you put it out there. Right. So, yeah, you don't – because I did stand-up for like a year and a half and then I started booking people in stand-up and I liked booking people and like being the casting person, yeah. so mm-hmm. to say, better than I actually did doing it. Mm-hmm. But so you – if you think your medium is going to be this TV series, that's cool. But I do want a second mark and say you on a live stage would be – lovely as well yeah i see you i see you more. but you can curate what you yeah want. yeah yeah of course you can i i see you i see you more as a bill cosby type of storyteller mm-hmm. just in terms of the way that he did he's done humor over time where it was really just regaling what actually was a version of a true story from his youth embellished yeah um and and told with glee and relish and um and the way you just told the story about um, uh, Jerry and your mother and camp and traffic and mm-hmm. everything like that, the very fact that we sat there and we felt like we watched it mm-hmm. is – is anyway, we can go on and on. Um, I have a question. How long do you get to – how long from the time that you're off the boat, fresh off the boat, are you no longer considered off the boat? 
Like how many hours or years do you have to be standing on land before you're not off the boat anymore? I think it's still your accent goes away. Can we talk a little bit about your approach to comedy? If you were in some way to break it down and think about what your process is, even if it's not a process process, what do you think your path is from trying to conceive an idea to when it actually gets executed and for the time you have a client or whatever that you're able to hand it off and say, I'm able to release this out of the nest? Well, there's two separate things. Are we talking about when I do like copywriting work for brands or for – Why don't you talk about both? Because maybe as you said, it's Um, different. I see. I think the process with brands is – um, I'll see I'll, how am I as the consumer, how would I want to be sold this product or if it's a piece of branded content, what what would stop my thumb in my feed to be like, oh, this is an interesting piece of content or this is hilarious or this is inspirational. Um, what would I want to – how would I what, – what is that lens of what that looks like? And for me, it goes back to like authenticity and truth. For instance, if you're doing a you know commercial for Midol – Right, Mitol. If in case you know, and you don't have a vagina, but Mitol is for you don't know I don't have cramps. a vagina. That's true. But I don't. But I don't want to define <laughs> you with gender. Um, I take it every month. Yeah, Mitol. I do it I like. Know what it is. I mean, I, I lead up is. to my period. I get really bad periods. TMI. But yeah. So how would yeah. I want to see that? And usually, period commercials showcase women. In white spandex, running around, doing yoga, literally with maypoles. Like I just picture them running around. And that is not – that makes women feel like, what am I doing wrong? Because I feel like I want to unbutton my pants like like I'd rather be doing now because – I have my period. Yeah. And um, we had a whole episode about talking about periods already. So I just want to be comfortable in my bed, have like a couple of chocolates, a couple of Xanax, seamless and like TV. I don't – I want to portray the real, the truth, the nucleus of the truth because – Sex used to sell, but I think authenticity and truth is 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 what sells now. It's becoming sexier, and it's and it's it for is. me. It's more. It's genuine. It's like that's where the seeds of loyalty are planted for me because there's honesty there and there's relatability, and you see yourself. Like, oh, I could relate to that. Me too. Not me too. Me too. But me, yeah, too. me too. Like yeah. also. Yes. You know. Hashtag me also. Hashtag me yeah, also. I agree. Hashtag same. that that could that that could happen you get someone like kim kardashian to say hashtag same and and everyone will be doing it everyone's doing hashtag same already really are they yeah well well, you know hey here at funny people talking we're a couple days behind the time (laughs) (laughs) hashtag what (laughs) okay of course by the time this episode comes out they'll say oh my god that's so 2018 yeah exactly they're I think giving Kim, that's a perfect, I love that segue, what you just said about giving a Kardashian something. So having an influencer. Yes, let's give them something. They're without. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Giving, having them say, okay, well, we'll pay you $500,000 if you hold, you know, this blush and say that this is, you love this blush. Like this is what, but it's not genuine. They don't use this blush. And it's just like, it's, it's for me, there's a, there's a disconnect. It's not. I don't feel it, but but most of America, I guess they're just like, I want to be a Kardashian. Right. I just learned how to pronounce their name, actually. I was calling them Kardashians. Mm. And like – Cardamom. There's so – there's just so Kardashian. many – like there's so much bullshit out there. There's so much fluff. So I – well, let's talk about that. I mean we are talking about it. Yeah. But let's um, – I, I, I'm, I'm someone that has, I would say, been reasonably vocal that I, I'm not a fan. Mm-hmm. 
Um, although I'm, I, I can't not recognize that there's enough fandom involved that Kim Kardashian and Kanye West are both walking around in the White House and have millions of people that will do almost anything they suggest or buy what they suggest. Um, and, and not just Kim and Kanye, but obviously many of the other Kardashian and Jenner clan. What I wonder is who's really the person or people we should be pointing to as guilty of this sin? Is it them? Is it the sheep of the followers around that will point to people who arguably have not accomplished a great deal in their life, actually? Not enough for us to point to and go, I should be like them. So, so my my question is, is what makes someone, you know, why, why don't uh, firemen have large Instagram accounts as a regular thing and we want to be like them and buy what they buy? I, can I just say yeah. a thing before? Please. I think with um, Chris Jenner. Okay. That's their mom, right? There's so many. I'm like, who are the names? I honestly think what happened with that and what happens with a lot of different things just in life in general is there was a perfect storm for her mm -hmm. and she is a smart woman and she said, I see an opportunity. I have beautiful daughters. We already have some fame under our belt. Which came I want to start a thing. Oh God, it went way back. Yeah. Oh yeah. And and so and then so really we have OJ to play. There you go. Everything Hilton. goes. Back. Yeah, Paris Hilton was yep. on that train. Then you have you know the the shows starting like, um, um the the uh, Laguna Hills, which is near where I grew up actually, and all these like Southern California type reality shows, whatever. But I'm saying I think that it if you have you have to go to the root of it. So I just say, well, Chris Jenner is a genius. Like she really is. Do, do I think she, I do? I know her. No, do. But I'm it, so it, society was crying out for a thing at that time, and it, there was the perfect storm, the perfect what moment, and she out gave for? it. Well, I, I don't. By the way, I don't deny to, that she's a marketing right. or business smarty pants. People to emulate. Okay, so like maybe when you now, Mark, I don't know how old you are, but maybe when you were growing up, did you watch the Brady Bunch? Mm -hmm, sure. Okay, actually, when I was growing up, I watched reruns of the Brady Bunch too. We look at the Brady Bunch and we go, oh, look, it's an imperfect family, but they came together and they all are really pretty and they're on screen. The Kardashians were like a new Brady Bunch. It was like, oh, look, it's this imperfect like family. Oh, my God. What is she buying? What is she wearing? What is she doing? What? Oh, I'm listening to their conversations. I'm a fly on the wall. I'm getting to know them. And it all came in the perfect reality TV show storm moment. I think it was like the eye of the storm and it was like kaboom. And so, therefore, you have a five-minute session of someone holding a blush, getting paid half a million dollars to sit and do it because of the monstrosity of the um, the snowball that it has had from that moment. Fascinating. That's what I think. I, I look at the root, and I'm like, oh, this makes sense. Elsie, I would like to I – I know I'm putting you on the spot, but I would like to know what you think about this. Um, I'd like to talk about a donut contest. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, my God. I Yes. <laughs> What what do you what, what is what it? about a donut contest? I just heard there was one. <laughs> Where? I think you should ask somebody else. What what is Elsie talking about? 
so Elsie's talking about we had a conversation before you came in. Today I filmed something with the Food Network where they had two comedians um, competing against each other, comedians who can't cook, competing oh, against wow. each other to make this Hanukkah donut from scratch. So I can't cook. I keep my clothes in the oven. And she couldn't cook either. The coaches are in your ear, like the cooks, big chefs are in your ear. Okay. You had these earpieces. Wow. Interesting. And so we had to make these, literally make the donuts. What were the flavors? Yes, you won. That's awesome. I won. I also had to like, so I lost the dreidel challenge, which is like who's can spin the dreidel the longest. So I wasn't (laughs) able to use the real utensils, like the cooking tools. So I had to MacGyver everything. Wow. So, you know, she had like this thing that took the – because they were jelly donuts. She had this thing that took the like stuffing or whatever the – crust what what is it the, the dough the, the filling out the dough yeah. out and then she had this other thing that you you know like the the tube that puts all the And you're sitting here with your fingers scooping it out and like I had to finger it. the donut out and then like make MacGyver <laughs> a latex glove put the jelly in the glove cut a hole in the thumb oh my God. and phallically put it into the donut how, how, you're on the food network for this Yeah how dirty did you want to be versus what you were able to be in the way that you were expressing yourself? Well, I mean, I don't know. They, they when they like announced that I was the winner, the judge was like, "Oh, this tastes so. This is very. It's like the perfect amount of moisture. It's so moist. It's really great." And I was like, "Oh, he's setting me up to be like that's what happens when you finger your donuts." Yeah. And so I don't know if they're going to put that on there because then they made me do it again. It wasn't. It wasn't funny the next time. I was like, "Oh, yeah." I didn't know what to say. Like, now I'm a I don't know what to say. The donuts with the finger. Huh? Yeah. Um, oh my god. By the way, I, I I love Elsie the way she set this up. She's she reminds me of like a Buddhist monk that like you climb up the mountain, you get up there, and they go clouds. And you go, <laughs> oh, I understand my life now. <laughs> so she's just sort of like you know donut contest, and then it's like that reminds know. me of Landmark. Have you guys ever heard yeah. of Landmark? Yeah. So yeah. I, I, at first was like anytime I talk about landmark people are like cult it's totally not a cult um but I t- completed that's what all everyone the in a cult says by the way <laughs> well cults cults separate people and families and I feel like I've never been closer to mine and I feel like landmark mm. just it's it's not like an intellectual course I think it's more in, in it's more intuitive and like we have a number of people here at Mouth Media Network that participate in Landmark. Yeah, I really – I think it's it's life-changing. I had my mom take it. I made my boyfriend take it. He completed even the wisdom courses. He went on to awesome. finish everything. It was great. Yeah, our relationship's great. So as you, you look uh, not just back at your career and your life, but looking forward as to everything you want to be and where you're aiming, and it's the end of your life – sorry – and then you're, you're – um, you know, you're sizing up your tombstone or you're looking at what songs are going to be written about you or however you're going to size things up. What is it that you need people to be remembering you for? Um, Authenticity, honesty, um, vibe raising. You know, I, I if someone's like going through some shit, I would just like to be able to be in that room and just add a levity to that um, and make people feel good. I try to do that with my writing, especially copy. Like I, I want to raise the collective vibe somehow, some way. And I think truth and and putting the the guise of humor um, is easily digestible. And people, they, their vibe gets raised. 
They they feel good about themselves, and we we're, we're made to feel like shit. We're always like with advertising, with TV. It's like we are less than right. And what that's the world not the throws truth. at you is really it can be really heavy. Totally, yeah, totally. Like my dad's dying right now, and it's very you know I've never experienced something like this before, and my career is kind of like taking off, and, and at the same time, like the the wonderful crazy universe the way that it is it's like i try to tell people the universe the life is just complete and utter shit and wonderful like curiosity Mm. and magic and merriment at the exact same time and if you could separate your your attachment to both of those two i guess the word would be dichotomy is that does that make sense or would it be helpful if you if you knew that like on tuesday the 17th the merriment part begins and you do that for two months that's like two months of crap, and then at least you have the merriment to look forward to. But no, that's all no, the same. No, I think holding, I don't want to know. Holding the light and the dark at the same time is really beautiful. By just surrendering to the fact yeah. that it is, and you—that's why I you have two hands. In the middle. I you have two in the hands to hold one yep. light and one dark, and they exist. And but I feel like you're amputees there. could even do it too. Oh, gosh, yeah. Sorry. I was saying, like, you know, what's that called? No, I know. Uh, metaphorically. It was a bad joke. It was a bad joke. <laughs> I'm, joking. I'm, I'm, I'm terrible. Thank Elsie's you. Elsie's like, we're cutting this. We're cutting that. <laughs> this won't be in there. Oops, sorry. No, I feel like I feel like amputees could do it. They could. Yeah, they could. By the way, everything <laughs> will be in. So, um, <laughs> uh, okay, well, thank you so much, Sam Jones. I want to know how people can connect with you and the things that you're doing that's, that are important for you to share. Um, they can connect with me on Instagram at the real Sam Jones or the real Sam Jones.com. If they need a, a life coach, they could email me and I'll give them advice. Um, and I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm out there. I'm public, you know, it's awesome, but I'm not for the faint of heart. So if you're like an evangelistic Christian, you probably don't want to follow me because I use the word cunt a lot. Alrighty then. <laughs> Mark's like, I should have researched this you know what? a little bit more. Oh, no, 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 people gotta people if you live in the world, if you're and if you're a Christian living in the world, you gotta know what world you're in and you gotta be with the people. I don't know about like, you know, evangel and uh, evangelicals. That's oh, did called. I say that wrong? Evangelical? I don't know. I don't know. I don't I don't know what it like evangelical the ones that believe means. in like conversion therapy. I always thought evangelical. evangelical meant and this was probably wrong. Uh, um, like angels. energetically professing, uh, uh, um, prosthetizing. I thought maybe. that's what evangelical I need to look meant. it up because I don't. But know. that may be wrong. So. I mean, like religious fanat people who get like, oh God, like she said, you know, fuck. You know, people. I I use fuck a lot. I think it, it it's a it's a great word. You know, unless you are in a position. Okay, so if you're a teacher of grade school children and the children are genuinely trapped in that classroom. Mm -hmm. They really kind of are and they can't get away. I don't think it's appropriate to be using words like that in my head. But if you are listening to a program, Mm -hmm. you have the opportunity to go away from that program. I don't think that you get the right to say, I wish the program was like this. Right. It is what it is. That comedian is how they are, right? Et cetera, et cetera. And you should be not. It's not a matter of being permitted. I believe it's a freedom of. I call it freedom of reality, mm-hmm. because that is the reality of whom you are and the things you have to express to force you to somehow change who you are to accommodate somebody else. 
to me, that doesn't make sense at all. No, that's not living. Like I, I, that's not living. If I'm not living my true self, then what's the point? Absolutely. There's a a play by a dear friend of mine um, named Morgan McGuire called In the Cotton. And I kind of want to find this excerpt and email it to you. And I wish I could have it. I wish I was quick on my phone. Um, But it's about curse words and Jesus. And it's really cool. Oh, that's awesome. And I'm going to, it's a monologue in there. Cool. And I I think I'm just going to email it it to you. Yeah, I'd love to read it. It's pretty rad. I love it. All right. Coming up as we close the show out, a little bit about Star Trek and then end of show food with Elsie. I can't wait. Elsie, can you give us a hint of what's ahead? No. Come on. (laughs) Even something? You can eat it. Oh, Elsie, you're killing me. All right, we'll be right back. What's that smell? Ah, that's right. It's Mark and Danielle. Smells good, like cookies. This is Funny People Talking. Okay, so two quick things about Star Trek before we uh, get to end of show food. Uh, I have no idea if you enjoy Star Trek, care about Star Trek. Ah, she does. She, are you a Trekker? Not really. I no. Just, Okay. The show is You not... can call them Trekkers or Trekkies. <clears throat> I thought There's... it was officially Officially Trekker. Trekker. Well, I'm not saying Trekkie, I'm the mayor I mean, of Trekkie Trek. Trekkie is very widespread. Trekker is also legit. But I like that you used Trekker. I anyway. just don't use Tranny. <laughs> yeah, that's... I mean, we I don't... I mean, I'm not... Uhura. I imagine there are Trannies who are Trekkers. I there, think you mean definitely. drag queens, Mark. See, she should just said, "Don't just use kidding, I, I have no idea. <laughs> anyway, there are there are so um, officially off the rails. Uh, d- uh, okay, I have a question for you, and 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 for either of you, Elsie and Sam. Um, the new Star Trek series. A number of my friends who have explored this, it's only available legally through CBS All Access. And a number of my friends are saying that they won't pay $9.99 a month or whatever it is in order to act. Even though they're Star Trek fans, by the way, like rabid Star Trek fans, mm. they won't pay $9.99 a month to watch the new Star Trek series. And I'm, of course, that's their prerogative. Now, I'm in love with this show, not just because it's Star Trek, because I think it's spectacularly spectacular storytelling. And I remember talking to Danielle when we first started thinking about doing the show together Mm -hmm. um, about how she hadn't yet watched beyond like the first couple episodes of the first episode. And I said, oh, oh, you wait. Because if you've not seen this series, and I promise I I, I will not give anything away, um, it, it does not start the way it becomes. You think you're watching one thing and it quickly, maybe about three episodes in or so, starts transforming into a a completely different show. I mean, it's still Star Trek, but it's a completely different show that you go, holy crap, they thought of all this? It's really impressive, the the weaving of the storytelling. And then when you get to like the end of the first season, I'm pretty convinced in the, the, after the eighth episode, they weren't in the writer's room going, where can we go from here? They knew all this ahead of time and figured out this entire complex story ahead of time and how to tell it. I'm amazed, honestly. And it's really well done and the special effects are great from my perspective. But 
even people who are and and maybe this is a, this is a beyond Star Trek question. Mm-hmm. First of all, you're still loving the show, Danielle. Oh yeah. Well, see, here's the thing. I've been I've been watching. I watch it at people's homes who have That's CBS fine. already. That's nothing wrong with that. So you got a big borrow uh, and steal. I binge watch yeah. it at my dad's house. Yeah. So that's cool. Yeah. But okay. I'm guilty of the first thing you said is why. I said have it. you seen it at all, Sam? And it's fine that you haven't. The but... new stuff? Yes. Yeah. No, Star Trek Discovery. Have you seen it, Elsie? Yeah. What do you think? I like it. Yeah? Yeah. Can you expound upon that at all? Um, good storytelling, kind of suspenseful. Okay, cool. Um, the, here's the thing, though. I, I have these friends that are like, I won't pay nine ninety nine if they make me pay for this. I'm not watching it. I'm like, well, wait a minute. Yeah, that's hurtful. And they're not true fans. Well, but I, yes, you're right, Sam. But I, I'm, I'm picking up. I'm like, wait a minute. You won't pay nine ninety nine to get four hours of entertainment in a month's time. That I mean, how much you pay to go to dinner one time? Also, how, you pay sixteen dollars for one movie. What movie theater you go to that you only pay sixteen dollars? The you last go. time I went to the movie theater for two of us, it cost us fifty four dollars. There you go. You're right. Times York, two. New York City, everybody. Alamo Seriously, Draft it was House. like a three D yeah. movie, and I don't even know that we got popcorn or anything. And I swear to you, it was like twenty seven dollars a person or something like yeah. that. Yeah. It was. So there you go. Hurtful. Yeah, you're right. If you put it in perspective. But when I'm like, why would you not do this? Because here's my question: You don't go to the movies ever. You don't go out to dinner ever. You don't have HBO or you don't have. I mean, are you talking about your friends or is well, this like the uh, royal you? Well, in that moment, I was talking about the royal you. Okay, got it. Thank you. Earlier, I was talking about my friends. All right, thank you. And uh, that so, I'm sorry. It sounds like I'm on a rant here, but I really do mean it as a question. I'm putting mm. it out there, like. What do you think about this? We're in a world now where it's like up till now you've had Star Trek free on TV or you can go to the movies. Uh, if you wait long enough, it'll probably be on TV eventually anyway. But now you have to pay for entertainment. Sorry to bring it back to porn, but let's just bring it back to porn. Okay. Porn is free on the Internet. Anybody can watch porn. So uh, there is channels that have like extreme porn that people will pay $25 a month to have access to that. Right. So for me, how like I wonder if your friends subscribe to that? Like, would they pay for something like that? I mean, if you're a true Star Trek fan, my friends sure. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I'm kidding. I mean, yeah. Coincidentally, they do have Star Trek porn. Oh, I'm sure they do. It's cool. They've yeah, they've got to, right? Is this a PC show? Not anymore. We <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> we spent an entire episode talking about periods. It, it's true, though. But, no, no, I mean, there's Star Trek porn, I believe. Yeah. Yes, there is. The, the, um, the, it's, it's, I think, honestly, I think it's, um, it's a psychological thing where, like, you know, we've been talking about advertising mm-hmm. and, you know, you give the people what they want or make them seem like they want a thing and you take it away from them or you, direct them another way or whatnot and i think with this we in the past tv quote-unquote like cbs quote-unquote you you have to pay for that like you've had you have to pay for cable you have to pay for tv and now the thing is mark is that they're people are paying for hulu people are paying for Mm -hmm. netflix so then adding on to hulu and netflix you're putting oh my god i have to pay for cbs all access that's what it is it's just it's another hassle in someone's brain is all danielle what if it wasn't cbs because we're used to getting cbs for free 
What if it was on Hulu? Right. Then people would pay for exactly. it. Exactly. I see. So it's, it's, it's psychological. psychological. It's like, wait, fuck you, CBS and NBC. You gave me my shit for free. Now, right. Hulu, you're used to paying for you're Netflix brand new. and Netflix, Hulu and you're Amazon. New, you're shiny. Yes, exactly. Amazon. Uh, yeah, there was another one, too. I forgot. But, but yeah, so we're saying because someone's used to a certain thing and then they're changing the game, it's like, how dare you? I'm entitled to this thing for free. blah yeah. dee blah 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 But... As an actress, personally, I think it's um, I, I I try to pay for everything like music oh, rights. Thank you. You know, you know all those things. Like because I don't want to rob anyone. It's interesting. You said recently <laughs> someone asked me as a a podcast producer where they can like they wanted to use music, someone's yeah. music, and they're like, well, you know. I want to use I want to use these how do I get it without paying? And I said there is no way I would ever help you do that. Yeah. Because what about let's say you produce 100 episodes of this podcast. You've made no money on it. Someone decides that's really funny. I'm going to put it on my platform and charge people to listen to it, but you don't get any money. Yeah. How would you feel about that? Well, that would suck. Well, that's exactly what you're doing with people's music. That you, my fiance is a songwriter, okay, um, and and pianist, and I, I don't want people using her music without telling, without paying for it. Right. She says it's okay. Yep. You know, you really love your fiance. You brought her up a bunch of times. Eh. This isn't your fiance, right? That's Maybe. Elsie. This I know. Elsie. His fiance is named Heather. Oh, because Elsie has a ring on too. So I was oh, like, "Oh, she? I wonder if these guys." Oh, did you get engaged, Elsie? No, I just wear it to keep creeps away. <laughs> that's a really good for you. Know you. What? I'm here. That's a great idea. Yeah, Boom. good call. Nice. Um, okay, but um, mm-hmm. speaking of Star Trek, yeah. I got a couple of things to show you, Miss Danielle. All right, okay, I'm ready. Okay, two. One one you may know about, because I saw you looking over here, and one uh-huh. I don't think you know about. Okay. And you're going to enjoy this. So, um, so, sorry, sorry, Sam, for you to no, sit through this. No, that's okay. Bit. So, the first thing is, I'm going to show you something that's going to blow your mind. Okay. All right, are you ready? Yes. Watch this. Look at this thing. This is what is what am I holding right now, Daniel? A communicator. A Star Trek communicator from the original series. It's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. Look, this thing is like it weighs like it feel it's like a it's like an actual piece of equipment, right? Isn't that cool? Hello. Now, wait, you ready for the blow your mind part? Yeah. I can use that as a real phone. Oh my if god, you, did I just turn I just pressed a button. Oh, wait, this is a real phone. So if like you were to call can... my phone right now. That would beep like an original co- communicator. I would pick it up and talk to you on that, like my phone. That's so. Oh cool. my god, that's great for people who don't want to be on social media and really like unplug. I Just know. take this works like for real. It's real. That's can you believe it? Guess, Amazing. Guess who gave that to me? My fiance. Your fiance. <laughs> it was a fiftieth birthday. Beam present. me up, Scotty. <laughs> okay, I'm going to show you another one. Ready for that? Okay, yeah. I don't think you saw this coming. Check out my cufflinks. Okay, I've been staring at these Have cufflinks, you? but not closely enough. They're Star Trek communicator cufflinks. But wait. <gasps> Flick no. the little lid open. No. Oh, my heavens. Well, I can't do it. Sorry. I'll tell you. <gasps> oh, my God. 
they open up like oh, little Star cute. Trek communicators with little lid flips open. <laughs> I've seriously been staring at your cufflinks and I didn't know why. You know what's funny? I never buy any of this stuff for myself. Right. It's always like my the people oh. who care about me want to surround me with Star Trek. But I will tell you that when I was a child, I drew pictures of a house that I wanted to build that looked like the inside of the Star Trek Enterprise. Well, That's you can it, make it happen because literally all the Star Trek Enterprises is iPads on every wall. I know. It's iPads on every wall. They're just touching iPads. I know. And it's, we have it now. We have it here we in do. our hands. Our it's cell phones real. basically communicate. We basically. are now. Yeah. So anyway, I just had to, I, I had to that just. That old school thing is amazing. I love it. It really is. I'm really excited. I have a very important a, question. Yes, please. Sorry. What's the after food? Oh, what's the after podcast? Ooh, we're about to do it. So strange. You should say that because that is right now. It is time for. That's right. It is end of show food. This is Elsie's favorite part of the show's show, and maybe mm. ours as well. And, so. and uh, let me explain, Elsie. I know you're excited. Yeah, sighted. I know. I, I know always get sighted. up on the this microphone. Is, or that please don't do that. <laughs> anyway, so Sam, to answer your question, uh, end of show food is how we end every show. Uh, Elsie sh- uh, brings some food for us to share that uh, is unusual and perhaps none of us have tasted, and maybe unusual takes on food or things she's. Found through Maybe research, it's just because I want it. Or just because she wants it. Um, and we've tasted a lot of very interesting things over the years from uh, gold, 24 karat gold dusted chocolate covered artisanal bacon to spicy pickles to many things like habanero beer habanero beer and so forth and uh and what we will do is uh, we will if if you're so inclined sam we will we will once she's explained what it is we'll all give it a try on the count of three and then we will rate it with the number of chickens that we think it deserves as a rating system the number of chickens that you choose is out of whatever number you decide that you want your rating system to be got it and that's how we'll end the show so uh elsie what is today's end of show food? So this is uh, the new primal turkey jerky, which is ginger and honey. Oh, that sounds turkey which I thought jerky was different with ginger and honey. Yeah, crack that puppy so, open. It is interesting because they both sound like things that could go with turkey, but I don't see them going together. Yeah. Although ginger honey goes with tea. It does. Tur- so if tea and turkey go together. Mm, I don't, I don't know. know if I would do that. It smells good. Does it? Yeah. I wouldn't know. It's over there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bring it around. Thank so Elsie is going around the room, around the Ooh, studio, uh, putting a little pile Thank into you. everybody's hands. Perfect. Of oh, the Turkey Jerky Danielle has received the prize, which is really the- uh, I got the do not you. eat, do not microwave <laughs> Can we go oxygen microwave it right absorber. Now? I think this is delicious. Oh, oh, you can't oh, we're supposed it. to wait. Oh. Count three. Oh. Sam! <laughs> I'm starving. No! Okay, hold on. Let me All right. Uh, All right. So, on the count of three, everyone, Here we just go. one, two, three, go. All right. I think this uh, is delicious. There you go. It really is good. Mm. Um, Sam, how would you describe this other than delicious? Mm. I would say that this reminds me of an Asian food. Mm. Maybe like Korean barbecued chicken wings. Mm. Mm-hmm. I agree. I'm surprised at how dry it is. I know it's jerky, but it's really quite kind of chalky. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the ginger. Splintery a little bit. You mm-hmm. like it moist? I like it moist, Sam. 
I like to be moist. Yeah. So a lot of, oh, people, don't like, really a lot of people don't care for that word moist, by the way. I love it because it makes people uncomfortable. But why? Like, like the word panties? Panties the is word, hot. A lot of people don't like I that word. Panties. This I, is a very chewy. Oh. I don't know. I like it, but. Hmm. I'm into it. I'm just afraid of piercing my more. cheek with this. Thank you. Um, okay. All right. So, start with you, Elsie. How many chickens? I would give uh, 63 out of 72. 63 out of 72 chickens. Danielle? Yeah. yeah um, I'm, I think I'm going to go 0.5 out of 5 chickens. 0.5? Yeah. Not a fan? Too dry? Yeah, just too dry. Mm, yeah, I'm a Slim Jim kind of mm. jerky girl. Step into a Slim Jim. That's a sentence I don't yeah. know anyone's ever said before. I'm a Slim Jim kind of gal. Kind of jerky girl. Kind of jerky girl. Mm. Sam? I didn't grow up with jerky, so you know, I'm not like used <laughs> to jerky. I would say I would give it a 17 out of 20. 17 That's out pretty of 20 good. chickens. That's pretty good rating. Mm-hmm. Mark, I'm, what do you think? I'm going to give this a 5.7 out of 10. Although I really do love any kind of jerky, except like fish jerky or... They have fish jerky? Ugh. Sam, let me tell you. Went to a store in, I think it was Myrtle Beach. Myrtle Beach? Somewhere like that. And they had a, a whole store. The whole store was jerky. The whole thing. And they had every possible kind of jerky you could imagine. Duck jerky, salmon jerky, rabbit jerky, whatever. Oh, Shark jerky? I'm No doubt. I'm sure that they did. Anyway, this is a little dry for me, but I like the taste. So overall, I'd say we're 50-50 on this thing. Yeah. I'm into it. I would buy this what? again. You made it. You, you got go. a fan there, Elsie. All right. It's all that matters that our guests liked it. That's really what counts. All right. So, it is. Um, she, you're, you're the reason we did this. This is great. <laughs> thank, yeah. Thank you so much, Elsie. Appreciate it. As always, can't wait till next week's end of show food. No problem. And thank you, Sam. Thank you very much for taking the time to come and join us in the studio. It was such a pleasure to meet you. And Absolutely. Thank you such an interesting person, and I look forward to staying in touch. Thank you. Yeah, thank Sam. You. Like, I'm excited. I'm yeah. excited for all the stuff that's Me- to come for you. I, I'm excited for it, too. Good. So, um, so when you, you do your show, mm-hmm. we want to participate. And when you do actually have another live performance, whatever that may be, please let us know so we can promote it and so that we can come out and I would and love be that. There, and okay? and maybe the next time I come back, like when I really like if I'm famous, then I'll come back and do it and I'll be better at the improv thing, like wombat. I'll know what that is. I I think it's better oh, that you yeah. don't know. I mean, now I know what I I'm leaving here. Can I take can I tell you guys what I learned here today? Yes. Like please. Yeah. what did I learn? Um I learned that a wombat is not actually a bat. <laughs> I learned that people still are into Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Star Trek? Star Trek. Trek. Yeah, Trek, whatever. Um, I've learned that this was a PC podcast and I probably shouldn't have talked about porn as much as I should have. We invited you on. Okay, yeah, good. We yeah. were. And I learned that I love ginger turkey jerky from the new Primal. All right. Yeah. I learned that you guys are fucking awesome. I really had a great time. Yay. And you said in the beginning, like, your goal was to have me leave here and be like, this was awesome. And I really believe this was awesome. And I'm sober. Yay. Yay. I'm not like sober. I mean, like, I'm not high right now. Yeah. So, so next time that you come back in the future, Bring when edibles. you're famous, <laughs> oh. maybe we'll have some cocktails. 
Oh, sure, because I'll be famous. Then you're going to give me some cocktails. Sam Jones, everybody. She thank you is so much. tremendous, and thank you very much. And Danielle, thank you for a great show. Thank you, Mark. And when he a- says tremendous, he doesn't mean fat. <laughs> am I right, ladies? I mean, am I right? <laughs> That's it, everybody, for this episode of Funny People Talking. I'm Mark Rako, and I must tell you, we all really appreciate you taking the time to listen. and We really look forward to having you back and join us again next week for another fun show of funny people talking. We'll see you then. On a 1 to 10 scale of moronic, this program is a 19,412. And three fits. So, if you're into that sort of thing, buckle up! This is Funny People Talking. This has been Funny People Talking, a production of Mouth Media Network, copyright 2019. No portion of the content may be reproduced or published without the strict written permission of the producers. Connect with our show at at Mouth Media Network or at our website, funnypeopletalking.com. I'm your announcer, Peter Coleman. Thanks for listening. This is Mouth Media Network, covering the business of lifestyle.